Hey folks, it's Dr. Gersmar from Aspire Natural Health. Welcome to one of our short episodes. These shorts feature useful nuggets of information and they're supplemental to our longer episodes, discussions, and interviews. In these shorts, I tackle questions, concerns, and issues that people have that are confusing them and tripping them up from achieving the better health that they're looking for. All right, folks, let's get on with the show. Hey folks, Dr. Gersmar from Aspire Natural Health here. Glad I could get back on this week and chat with everyone. I wanted to answer today a, a common question that we deal with. Anybody who's going to see an alternative, integrative, functional, natural medicine doctor or seeing a nutritionist or an alternative dietitian uh, inevitably asks one version of the question, which is, um, how do I tell which foods are a problem for me? or which food should I be eating or avoiding, or do I really need to avoid certain foods, right? The internet uh, says that, well, maybe I should be avoiding gluten or nightshades or on and on and on. Do I actually need to avoid those foods? So I want to tackle this question. It is going to take us a little time. I figure we need a three-part series. Today is part one, and uh, we'll follow up with part two and three. Today in part one, to kick things off, we need to talk about how can food actually hurt us? Once we know that, we can talk about how to figure out what particular foods that are hurting us. So in part two, we're going to talk about the different lab testing that we can do to figure that out. Then in part three, we'll cover elimination diets. All right, so let's dive into part one. How can food hurt us? So the first way that food can be a problem is if it's poison. I know it sounds silly, but obviously eating poisonous things is going to hurt us. Now, some examples we think about are mushrooms. So every year, some you know people go out picking mushrooms. Obviously, most of them are fine, but some of them pick the wrong mushrooms and can end up very sick, or they can go into liver failure or even possibly die. So poisonous foods are a problem. Another example, uh, cassava is a very, very common food in many parts of the world. And actually, cassava, before it's processed contains a decent amount of cyanide in it and so obviously eating too much cyanide is poisonous the third would be corn so uh, if you remember your history corn needs to be soaked in order to free up the nutrients specifically vitamin b3 when the spaniards uh, and others the europeans came to the the new world and they took corn back to the old world uh, like we see so often happen they ignored all the traditional wisdom so they brought the corn plant back but not the technology that the people were using to make it safe and edible and so they discarded that and what happened happened was uh, people began getting vitamin B3 deficiency, also called pellagra. So it tends to cause inflamed skin, diarrhea, and dementia. So these are the anti-nutrients that some foods can have. So food can be poisonous. It can be outright poisonous or certain anti-nutrients can cause problems in those foods. The second way that food can hurt us is Honestly, it can be contaminated. So it can be contaminated with some poison or something like we talked about before, or it can be contaminated with bad or pathogenic bacteria. And this is the relatively common experience I think most of us have had of food poisoning where you're throwing up. Uh, so obviously if it's, if it's not down too far, you're throwing up. If it's kind of gone down past the stomach and into the small intestine and beyond, uh, everything is coming out the other end. So that would be not the food itself, but the bacteria riding along with it um, that are causing a problem. Okay, so those two aside, we want 
want to know about, you know, when most people are saying, do I need to eat this or not eat this? We're asking, how can those foods hurt us? Uh, and there are two primary ways that we have to take into account to understand. And the first is those foods interacting with our immune systems. So those foods causing a reaction in our immune systems, which then causes us problems. The most classic example of this, the one that MDs are on the lookout for, are allergies. So I don't know about you, I have young kids that are in school, and something we're seeing today that we that when I was in school we never saw is the rise of severe allergies being fairly common. So I know where my daughter goes to school, big signs posted up saying severe nut allergies present, you know, do not bring nuts uh, in, into the classroom. And we're told that, you know, kids can't bring anything that have nuts. And so allergies are the classic way. We're going to talk more about allergies next week uh, when we get into testing. But one way that these foods can cause a problem when they interact with our immune system is through allergies. Now, there are many other ways that foods can interact with our immune systems to cause us problems. So, for example, celiac disease is the immune system reacting to the presence of gluten and causing autoimmune reactions. It's not an allergy, but it is definitely an interaction between the food and the immune system in a negative way. Now, something that's been catching a lot more attention for people are histamine reactions. So certain foods contain histamine, and then as we're gonna get to, certain bacteria can produce histamine, um, or they can provoke the immune system, the parts of the immune system that use histamine to release a lot of that histamine and cause problems. There are other antibodies that are involved that can cause issues. Again, next week uh, when we talk about testing, we'll get more into those. And then there's something called cell-mediated immunity where we're actually not seeing any antibodies being present, uh, but a different piece of the immune system can become engaged and cause issues. So, Again, for most of us, when we're talking about how do foods cause problems, cause symptoms, cause issues for people, the one major way is the, the interaction between those foods and the immune system. And ways that can be happen, we have our classic allergies, we have things like celiac disease, through the histamine pathways, through a variety of other antibodies, and also through the cells themselves in those cell-mediated pathways. Okay, so immune system. Now the second way foods can cause problems for us are through the gut bacteria. So we know, we've come to know increasingly that gut bacteria play a major, major role in our health and well-being. And so foods don't necessarily have to cause issues directly by interfacing with the immune system. They can actually cause issues to come about in the gut bacteria. And then those gut bacteria themselves interface with the immune system. So I like to call food immune system the direct pathway and food gut bacteria immune system the indirect path. So for example, uh, issues with food and gut bacteria are intolerances. So intolerances are typically when we're lacking an enzyme that allows us to properly digest and break down that food. The classic example is lactose intolerance, right? Lactose is the sugar that is in milk and dairy products. And when we're babies, we should have the enzymes to break down and digest that. As we become older, many people around the world lose those enzymes. 
some of us, if we come from European heritage or some of the African heritage or mixed heritage, can retain the ability to keep that enzyme. But most of us become lactose intolerant. We've also seen fructose intolerance, and there can be other intolerances where simply put, your system doesn't effectively digest it. What happens when your system doesn't digest food? Well, nothing goes to waste, and our gut bacteria are like, yay, lots more food. So the classic symptoms of lactose intolerance, gas and bloating and pain and diarrhea, those aren't caused by lactose. Those are caused by the bacteria saying, yay, party, picnic, lots of food metabolizing that lactose, producing a lot of gas, which makes people gassy. The bloating can cause discomfort and make people uncomfortable. And the diarrhea can, is involved with all of that as well. So any type of intolerance or maldigestion where we're not digesting properly can leave more food for gut bacteria, causing a big surplus of gut bacteria, causing problems for us, okay? We can see that with the foods known as FODMAPs as well. So FODMAPs are different components of food, the different fibers, sugars, and starches that are in food uh, that gut bacteria love to eat. So by eating low or high FODMAP diets, we have an impact on our gut bacteria, which can go on to influence our immune system. And just generally, what we eat, how often we eat, the types of food, all of that can cause undergrowths too little, or overgrowths of bacteria. And by changing those bacteria, not only can we get symptoms directly from those bacteria, for example, we talked about gas and bloating, diarrhea, constipation, abdominal pain, heartburn, all of those kind of issues. But because the gut bacteria interface with the immune system, and they can either have a positive effect, calming the immune system, normalizing it, or they can have a negative impact, you know, inflaming the immune system and making it more reactive, the foods we eat can have that dual impact. So how do we get symptoms from the foods we eat? All right, bringing this all together. Obviously, hopefully, we're not eating poisonous foods and we're not eating contaminated foods, though we do our best, okay? Generally speaking, we're going to get symptoms that come about from eating foods from the way it impacts our immune system. And that can happen directly, the food interfacing with the immune system, things again like allergies, celiac disease, histamine pathways, all sorts of different antibodies and those cell-mediated reactions. Or it can happen indirectly by the foods that we're eating affecting our gut bacteria, which go on to affect us. All right, folks, we need to know these things because next time we're going to get into testing. And obviously, different tests are going to look at different aspects of this. So the question for next week is, you know, should I do food allergy testing or food sensitivity testing? Do I need to do that? Next week, we'll talk about it. All right, folks, here at Aspire Natural Health, we are experts at treating gut problems, autoimmune diseases, and hard-to-treat cases. If that's you or a loved one, please reach out to us. We offer a complimentary 10 to 15 minute phone consultation where we can find out if we can be of assistance, we can help you out, and if this is an approach that you wanna take. All right, if that's interesting for you, please reach out to us at 425-202-7849 or info at aspirenaturalhealth.com. All right, folks, next week we will pick up with part two of this series. Until then, 
If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to leave a comment, a direct message, reach out to us at email, or drop us a line. All right, folks, until next week, take care. All right, folks, that wraps up another episode of the Aspire Natural Health podcast. If you enjoyed it, we hope you've subscribed to us over at iTunes. You can also check us out at our website, www.aspirenaturalhealth.com. That's Aspire as in A-S-P-I-R-E, naturalhealth.com. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash aspirenaturalhealth, or check out our library of videos over at YouTube. Just go over to YouTube and punch in Aspire Natural Health. You'll find us there. So a couple great more ways you can check out our free educational materials. At Aspire Natural Health, we are experts at treating gut dysfunctions, autoimmune diseases, and other hard-to-treat cases. If you that's you or someone you know, you can always contact us and schedule a free 15-minute consult with myself and find out if we are the right fit and we can help you out with your issues. So simply check us out, check out our website. Again, that's www.aspirenaturalhealth.com or give us a call at 425-202. 7849. You can set up that free 15 minute consult. All right, folks, until we meet again, take care.